Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online podcast on Wednesday, August the 12th. The day the UK slumped into its biggest ever recession. The true cost of lockdown has been revealed as official figures show the economy shrank by a fifth between April and June. That means we've suffered a bigger slump than any major economy except Spain. Chancellor Rishi Sunak says today's figures confirm that hard times are here, but he insists we will get through this. Well, to explain the figures and what it all means, here's our business editor, Chris Britcher. Well, the health of the nation's economy is measured by what's known as GDP. This stands for gross domestic product, and it's basically a sum of the value of all the goods and services provided by the nation's firms and businesses. Now, in normal times, you'd hope to see a gradual rise in each financial quarter, which suggests all is well. However, when there are issues, as we saw back in 2008 when the financial institutions hit a crisis, this can drop. Two consecutive quarters, so over a period of six months, record a dip in GDP, and economists term this a recession. And this one is certainly of an unprecedented scale. But it is perhaps what you would expect given the almost complete shutdown of businesses during the lockdown and people's continued anxiety about a return to normality which continues today. Certainly we haven't seen a double digit drop since the depression of 1919 in the aftermath of the First World War and this one comfortably eclipses that. We rely heavily on our service sector and this has been one of the hardest hit during the pandemic. It does sound scary, but the reality is that the economy was on a strong footing before this, and if there's no return of major lockdown measures, we should see gradual month-on-month growth. But it's not going to be quick, and I hope that this V-shaped recovery you may have heard of, where it dips and then bounces straight back up again, seems unlikely. It will be more gradual than that. For Kent, the lockdown has come at a huge cost, and we can expect to see that impact for months to come. Businesses may have staggered through the main impact now, but if demand for services remain low and government support measures are withdrawn, they may continue to struggle. And of course, everyone is going to be tightening their purse strings, just because of the uncertainty all of this brings, most notably when it comes to job security. If we quite understandably do that, it will, however, mean the growth will be slower. How long will this last is difficult to predict. And much will depend on how we control COVID and just what impact on industry the loss of government support, such as the furlough scheme, will have. But monthly growth, as we've seen over the last two months, should suggest, technically, the recession itself may be over sooner rather than later. But that's not to suggest we'll be back where we were at the start of the year. We're probably playing the long game here. We've also been hearing today from Jo James, who's the chief exec of the Kent and Victor Chamber of Commerce. She gives her reaction and explains what it could mean for businesses in Kent. I think it's expected news. Uh, You can't see such a drop in output without the economy being adversely affected. I mean, nationally, GDP fell by 20.4% in the second quarter. There is some encouragement in as much that the economy picked up in June as the lockdown measures were starting to be eased. And it's really the output for April that really contributed, I think, to the alarming 20.4% fall. Uh, that said, um, this may well be, you know, from pent up demand as the economy gradually opened rather than an indication of a sustained revival. We will just have to wait and see uh, what happens over the next quarter. 
unfortunately, you know, there are still potential obstacles on the horizon uh, that could well uh, negatively affect our output. You know, we still have to contend with the ending of the furlough scheme at the end of October. You know, and of course, if COVID levels do rise, then we could be faced with either uh, local lockdowns across the county or, you know, we could end up with, with national interventions. I think that's really why why it's vital that we all do play our part and you know follow the government guidelines around keeping safe. It's and it's not just about keeping safe for your own well being and and others. You know, it's the long term effects um, that this could have on our economy if it continues to shrink, and you know this could have lasting effects for so many for so long. We will carry on doing what we're doing, you know, working with Kent County Council, with all the local authorities. Uh, we launched the COVID business support helpline through the Kent and Medway Growth Hub. We've engaged with over 10,000 businesses uh, offering support. We've now gone into phase two of that where we're helping businesses put together recovery plans and to seek new opportunities. And we'll continue to, to work with businesses providing that essential support and guidance and to have a look at um, sort of training opportunities to help uh, with their employees um, if they are unfortunately made redundant or not just made redundant. You know, we do live in a totally different world now. We're going to have to learn more digital skills. We've worked from home quite well. How can we actually maximise on this with all offices not opening and people starting to work from home? You know, how can we grow the business by using digital skills rather than the traditional skills? Because it would be a while before we're, we're back to normal on a face-to-face level. So we need to find new ways of engaging. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, a woman's been arrested after a man died in a hit-and-run in Chatham. The victim, who was in his 70s, was killed after being struck by a car in New Road on Monday night. A woman in her 20s is being questioned on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving. A man in his 50s has been killed in a four-vehicle crash near Pembury. It happened yesterday afternoon on the Northern Bypass. A second man was treated in hospital. A fourth person's been arrested after a man found unconscious in a school field in Kent died in hospital. He was discovered with serious head injuries near to the running track at Canterbury Academy in May and passed away three days later. All four suspects, including the 33-year-old man who was known to the victim, have been bailed. Now, figures seen by Kent Online show a rise in race-related hate crime in Kent in the weeks after the killing of George Floyd in America. Data obtained from police shows there were 88 racially aggravated offences in the county between the 1st and 25th of May. That rose to 170 in the following four weeks. While police say that's partly down to people being confident to report crimes, they also say the Black Lives Matter protests created tensions. Siju Adoye is a counsellor in Medway. I think there is a moral panic somewhere um, um, for people because I, I get it um, personally myself uh, where people have misconstrued the whole Black Lives Matter movement to be black um, anti, anti-white racism um, you name it um, and there is a moral panic somewhere and we saw that or we witnessed that at the last council meeting where uh, the Black Lives Matter in Kent was labelled, um, um, the, the people were 
you know, bunch of uh, lynch mobs, uh, as 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 it were. You know, so there is that moral panic that people are not understanding the arguments, people are not understanding why people are protesting, people are not understanding the issue that are at stake here, or what systemic injustice is all about. And perhaps because they never experienced it themselves, so it's difficult for them to comprehend or to empathize or to be in that other person's shoes to understand what that person's plight or what that person's experience. So because they haven't experienced it, people are quick to dismiss it. Like, oh, this lot are a bunch of troublemakers, they're lynch mobs and, and, and the rest of it. And not actually fully understanding what the argument is and what the fight is actually about. And I've, I've, heard, I've heard all kinds of comments. And if people actually take time to listen to what really what is really driving this, and what people what what's they ask, I think maybe you know, and put a bit of empathy into it. Maybe we will have a better. Because at the end of the day, it's not just for the black people; it's for all lives. When when one life matter, all lives matter. You know, because if the system is right, it will affect everybody. Do, do, do you know what I mean? I work. You know, I do independent monitoring board at the prison. You know, because I see injustice every now and then, you know, in the prison system, you know. But that's not just for the black folks, it's for everybody. But if certain issues are tackled, automatically there'll be a ripple effect that will affect everybody else. And this is what people are not really thinking about uh, or really contemplating what the real arguments are when we are talking about systemic injustice that, you know, if we have a just system, it's going to benefit all. Council bosses have spoken out over fears a second illegal beach party could come to the coast not far from Kent after hundreds gathered at Great Stone near New Romney on Sunday, which saw four police officers injured. Folkestone and Hythe District Council say they're aware of another planned event for Camber this weekend. They're now working with police to stop people turning up in huge numbers again. A Kent cricketer has been forced to self-isolate after breaking social distancing rules. 19-year-old Jordan Cox had his photo taken with young fans after leaving the Spitfire Ground St Lawrence following the side's win over Sussex on Monday. He's since apologised and will now miss Kent's next Bob Willis trophy match against Middlesex on Saturday. He'll also need to register negative in a COVID-19 test before rejoining the squad. Now, Kent Online's been told everything possible will be done to try and reduce disruption for drivers as work to improve two busy junctions on the A2 gets underway. It's costing £112 million to increase capacity at the Bean and Ebbsfleet turnoffs near Bluewater. Roads bosses say it'll eventually make journey times quicker and improve safety, but campaigners say they haven't taken into account plans for a new Lower Thames crossing and a nearby theme park. First is Peter Phillips from Highways England, then you'll hear from Alex Mills from the Campaign to Protect Rural England in Kent. The junctions are already becoming overloaded here at the moment, and then there is a lot of housing development, there's a lot of commercial development going on in the area, and um, we've got to be ready for when that all comes on board. There's lots of housing, some are already selling at the moment, more are being built, and uh, in future years, if we didn't do this scheme, this, uh, these junctions will become heavily overloaded with considerable delays. Um, at the moment, the junctions designed around the modelling that we've got, the London Resort are working on their modelling and agreeing that with us. And once that's sorted, 
um, and, and as their planning application comes forward then we will look at the junction again we have the opportunity to pause or remodel as we need to um, but uh, that's dependent on you know their final figures and um, their traffic flows the Bean Residents Association its members are a great bunch of people and I think it's best summed up as being a missed opportunity because the Bean Residents and CPRE Kent was never against change the interchange we just wanted it done properly and I think this will go down as a missed opportunity and also as an expensive missed opportunity because if they're going to have to rejig it as they put it that is going to cost a lot more money than if they'd done it in the first place. Well, it's disappointing because, you know, the interchange is crying out to be done properly, but all this will do is create more stationary traffic, which is more pollution, and it also raises the prospect of making it harder for ambulances to get through to the hospital. Sticking with transport news, and it's hoped the use of e-scooters could lead to a transport revolution in Kent. The county council's hoping to bring rentals of the electric vehicles to Canterbury after the government legalised trials. It follows successful rollouts in Paris and San Francisco, with their use becoming more popular in the cities. Some sports news today, and Kent now know who they'll be facing in the opening fixture of this year's T20 Blast. The Spitfires will host Hampshire behind closed doors in Canterbury on August the 27th. Kent will play 10 games in the south group of the competition with the finals taking place in October. And finally today when it comes to proposals this one is pretty spectacular. At Kent Online you can see a video of how a professional stuntman popped the question seconds after being set on fire. Ricky Ash told his partner Katrina she was taking part in a photo shoot after being left speechless when he then asked her to marry him. The nurse from the William Harvey Hospital in Ashford said yes and the flames were put out. That's it for today but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.